0: and welcome one and all to the very first episode of the stick and puck podcast i'm duncan wygand the inaugural episode the puck drop if you will uh i'm going to kick it over to my co-host jack church jack why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself
1: all right do we do we have to do a warm-up laugh around ourselves because it's a rookie episode here or are we just (laughs) able to dive right into it um so i'm jack um unapologetic die hard live hard Bruins fan um from the boston area originally now i'm stuck in this place called knoxville where the weather's a little too warm to have a frozen pond but i'll try to make do um now duncan um your team really hasn't had that good of a relationship with boston in recent years has it
0: no um i do not like boston one bit they uh whip our ass um they really got us in the ecf when i was in the eastern conference finals when i was a kid uh so, no, I don't really have a lot of love for them. Um, I'm Duncan. Uh, I'm a junior here at Virginia Tech, uh, Blacksburg, Virginia. Shout out. woohoo! Uh The South. I'm originally from Northern Virginia, but my mom is from Pittsburgh, so I'm a Penguins fan. Uh, born and raised. And, yeah, I never really played hockey, but I, I really do like uh, watching hockey.
1: Yeah, I mean I- – how is it just being surrounded by all those Caps fans in Northern Virginia?
0: Uh, I really liked it because you know when we were in high school, uh, in high school is sort of the back half of that that Cup run uh, from 2016, 2017, and in middle school. Uh, so both years we beat the Caps. I would antagonize my friends, you know, wear a Penguins jersey when we were playing them in the second round, and then 2018 they got me. Yeah, and I, I, but I really do like it. Um, I had a chance to go to a couple uh, playoff games um when they were in DC so that was fun and they won every time except once in 2018 but enough about ourselves uh the we're starting this podcast at the right time hockey season's just starting up uh there was two who give a shit who gives a shit games in Europe uh the NHL has Man, a bit it? of a marketing the yeah,
1: San Jose's is a bad.
0: Program. Wow. Surprise. San Jose's bad. Uh, San Jose's bad. Uh, I do not like Nashville. Uh, the games were set up to be 2 p.m. on a Friday and then 2 p.m. on a Saturday. So we're not going to be t- discussing those games because I didn't watch those games because I don't care about them. But last night, the Rangers took on the lightning and have yourself a game. Mika Zibanejad, two goals. Rangers get the W three to one jack. Can, can I get your initial uh reactions?
1: I I mean that's I think that's the battle for the Vezina right there in that game. Shisterkin and Vasilevsky. Shisturkin only let in the one goal. Vasil that first goal by Jeff was so good though. Oh
0: dude, that was so <laughs> filthy. Yeah the, the little the little backhand uh roofer yeah. on Vasilevsky. Yeah. I mean Savannah nice. played off. so
1: well. It did. And then I mean Ryan Reeves really got into the action, getting a couple hits in. There was that what it was like the first segment of the game right before the first commercial break where Reeves was just tracking some guy down and he knew he was gonna absolutely clobber him into the boards.
0: Yeah, I mean Reeves is really just that guy that you get on your team to just hit people. He's not he's not really in the lineup to do anything else besides hit people. And before I really want to get dive into the nitty-gritty of the game, I think um, what I really noticed, and it's because I read it beforehand, but the boards were digitized. Uh, the ads on the boards were digital, uh, and I think that's something that they're going to implement. Uh, they they were animated, and for those of you who didn't watch the game, it's sort of like soccer. You know how the ads in soccer are animated. Yeah. But. I thought it was implemented well. They were implemented better than the digital ads that they place on the blue line. of yeah,
1: those are those were terrible because they would move the camera just a tiny bit and then they wouldn't move the ads so it would be offset and then it would like be on top of players. but there weren't any issues with that with the boards,
0: yeah, I think the only like real issue that I had with the boards was that it only worked on the main broadcast angle. So yep. if they took it off and they zoomed in on some guy picking up a puck behind the net, you saw the regular board ads that everyone saw. And another issue that I had with them is that there's only five ads running on a loop and after a while you just you're just like god damn, I do not want to see that enterprise ad again. Do not show me <laughs> that enterprise ad again. And You don't think it would be that big of a deal, but in my opinion, it was, but like I said, it was implemented better than the ads along the blue line.
1: I mean, certainly also certainly better than putting a blue and yellow RBC logo on a Habs jersey. (laughs) Uh,
0: Don't even, get me. I don't want to get started on Jersey ads. Um, honestly, the Jersey ads, I thought were going to be a bigger deal than what they actually were. Uh, I went to see an in-person game preseason. You, you hardly noticed them, and I hardly noticed them um, on the uh, teams last night. Um, the teams I mean, last other, night
1: only some teams have the jersey ads. I don't think the Rangers and Tampa did. Only okay.
0: I didn't know only certain teams had jersey ads. I know the Penguins have jersey ads. Yeah. Uh, if they because did, you have I you have
1: famous notes. Boston and owner John Henry now, so of course you have ads. <sighs> <laughs>
0: Fenway Sports Group we lo- we love them. We love Fenway Sports Group. We and then another thing that I want to talk about uh before uh we get into the actual play um that I feel is a is a big issue in hockey. Um and it happened last night. Uh the refs I don't think are calling the games like they see it. They're calling the games how they think is fair. Uh yeah for instance last night rangers got a penalty lightning got a penalty rangers got a penalty lightning got a penalty rangers got a penalty lightning got a penalty it wasn't like rangers get one then rangers get another one i felt like they were just trying to even the ice out and making it a close game and i didn't like that one it's just
1: just like tim Peel said i want to get a fucking penalty on nashville i mean yeah it's pretty obvious that it's just game management at this point and
0: yeah yeah, it's like, uh, it's like um, NHL 23, the video games, it's known as a ice tilt. You log into an online game and you go up six to three, you're up big, and then your opponent scores four goals in two minutes. I feel like it's just like how the game tries to even stuff out. I feel like it's the refs trying to impose something, trying to make a primetime matchup look good. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't really like it, especially with the, uh, the five on three that they awarded uh, – Tampa. Tampa seemed pretty much down and out the entire game. And then they get that tripping call, which was obviously a tripping call, but I thought the elbowing call that, that yeah, they gave was, was a little, a little contentious. Week, yeah. I felt like it was a weak call that wouldn't have been made if the game was tied at that point, in my wow. opinion.
1: Yeah, because even though the Rangers were just up a goal, Tampa was not playing well. They weren't getting many scoring chances, and it was just Vasilevsky keeping them in at least. No, I
0: mean, it was crazy because I, I, you're, I'm you're, i watching the game, and, you know, the first period, first 10 minutes, it's, it's kind of an even affair. Both teams going back and forth, kind of how I expected the entire game to go out. But then New York just seemed to just pull away and just absolutely attack the defense, and they – it could have been, it could have been, you know, the lightning not really prepared. It could have been them, you know, just having that aura about themselves, like like we're the lightning. Um and Ian Cole not being in the lineup definitely could have been a factor. I think we both agree that it's not really an appropriate time for us, especially it being the first episode, for us to touch that topic about Ian Cole. But again, very, very gross topic. Um and the lightning did a good job by suspending him pending an internal investigation.
1: Yeah. Um, Second game of the night, Vegas and the Kings. Um, Vegas looked pretty good. They look like they're not going to collapse. This is the playoffs again, although we are Uh, in October.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't normally watch West coast hockey for a multitude of reasons. I find it way less competitive than the East coast. um,
1: here we go east coast bias
0: <laughs> it's east coast bias but i mean come on in the east coast you can get florida carolina penguins tampa boston you get all these teams in the playoffs and these are these are competitive teams and anything can happen as we see there's been multiple upsets and then in the west coast you get you get the teams that are that are always that are always good you know always dominant in the west and you get like the Dallas stars thrown in and you're like, (laughs) I don't know how you make the, I don't know how you made the playoffs. And I feel like that's always an issue. Like there's always that team in the West coast that makes it in. But if they were in play, if they were on the East coast, they wouldn't make it in
1: to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. It's almost like that, the opposite that, that the NBA had, what was it five years ago where like the West just had all of the star players and the East was just like, okay.
0: Yeah, we yeah. have I mean, It's and that's exactly it. <laughs> like that it's exactly like that and I feel like I feel like that's why the Avalanche are always always you know in the mix is because the West Coast is just not a competitive mm-hmm. conference in my opinion I think it'll it eventually get there but right now it's not uh competitive um a couple things before we get into the gameplay um the second team ESPN broadcasting crew is a complete Downgrade from the primary from the primary crew. Uh, Boucher, I, I don't really like him as the color guy. I liked him when he was in between the glass with NBC. Uh, Bob was Houston. I I had never heard of that guy before uh, in my life. And then Leah Hextall is. Oh no, Leah Hextall was in between the glass. And listen, I'm she's all doing for play by play being for being Stars
1: and, Predators. Yeah, she stand. was.
0: She was doing the play by play for. Predators, and I'm sorry, like I don't want to be rude, but I I really find Leah Hexdall's voice to be not really a broad, uh, not really like a a voice meant for for broadcasting. I feel like she Emily Kaplan, she's on the primary, she's on the primary squad for ESPN, and she's she's really good at what she does, and I think that she deserves you, to Emily get. Kaplan. Yes, I think she deserves to get uh more reps than what she gets because i feel like that was like the first time i ever saw her like being featured prominently on the Mm -hmm. broadcast crew with ferraro and alberts
1: yeah i mean the thing about the broadcast is i feel like and we'll see this tonight i feel like tnt is just a step ahead of espn oh
0: yeah yeah (laughs) that's what i wanted we moved over to the to the vegas game but this was on my notes for the Rangers game, and we can still talk about this because they're still they're still the intermission uh, guys. Uh, oh, Messier, yeah, Chelios, and Steve Levy are just they they don't have chemistry together. Uh, Steve mm-hmm. Levy normally does football, and I like him on Monday Night Football, but Messier Messier and Chelios are just just old heads that that yeah. get mad at the sun, you know. They yell at the and sun. Messier
1: has such a pro Rangers bias. It's so oh yeah, obvious. Messier has
0: such a pro Rangers bias. On um, on the like first intermission or second intermission, they all chose like who they thought were Cup favorites, and Messier put the Rangers. And I'm sorry, like the Rangers, in my opinion, they're playoff contenders. I don't think they're Cup contenders this year because there's just so many things have to go right for them so many things went right for them last season. I mean, they came back mm-hmm. from a 3-1 deficit against the Penguins. They pretty much came back from that 3-1 deficit because we had Deming net, but I digress. <laughs> um but yeah, a lot of a lot of things uh, have to go right for them. And I don't want to get too far off topic. I want to go back uh to the to the game. Uh what did you think about uh Phil Kessel's debut uh for the Vegas Golden Knights?
1: I mean, I thought he looked good. I mean, he didn't register a point, but I thought...
0: Uh, he scored a goal. Oh, he did? Yeah, Kessel scored a goal.
1: I have hockey reference open, and he they must have taken it away from him, because he's not listed here. I have Marcia So, Eichel, Carlson, and Stone.
0: What? All right. Well, I thought. <laughs> I thought Kessel scored a goal. They must have... Okay, yeah. They definitely must have taken away that goal credit for him, because I thought... I thought he scored a goal. I guess not. Um,
1: I mean, he did. He did end up in the box for four minutes, but I mean,
0: yeah, uh, that's what that was my. I was gonna say, I was gonna say he kind of he kind of made up for it with the goal, but if they took that away from him, maybe it was deflected because it was a wrister from the mm-hmm. point on the power play. Um,
1: but then I feel but, like they would have given him an assist, which they didn't. So <laughs> what? What?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, he nearly costed the game. He nearly costed his team the game by getting in that box when they were up a goal, and uh, LA got the LA got the game tying goal. And honestly, at that point in the game, I thought I thought it was going to go into overtime, but it it didn't. Obviously, because Mark Stone with the dagger with twenty four point nine seconds left in the game. And honestly, uh, you said you fell asleep. Um, You watched the highlights, but if you're Jonathan Quick. You have to make that save. He was, oh, he was not screened, and I think the the only the only the only reason why he doesn't make that save is maybe he thought that stone was going to go glove side, but blocker side. You're not screened. 24 seconds left, and you get into overtime. That's a save you have to make. Uh, Quick has definitely gone down a step, and yeah. the Kings in general have gone down a step. Um, they're, they're pretty much all really old guys with a few young pieces, but I don't really find the Kings entertaining to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I feel like the only thing I could give to Quick was maybe he was pissed off at that giveaway. But, I mean. Still, yeah, it was I mean
0: a poor it was a poor turnover.
1: Yeah. But, but, I mean, that's what happens when you have Bruce yeah. Cassidy as your coach. You set up that yeah. spot in the – yeah. Kept the turnover. Yeah, what do have... you think of, what do you think of Cassidy in his uh, Vegas debut? Uh, you
0: know, you, you don't get the win. Um, it, it's fine. I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought it was okay. Um, Oh no, he did get the, why am I talking? About? Vegas. <laughs> oh, stupid. Um, no, you're good. yeah, he got the win. Um, uh, and that's all you really hope for, and it's it's do or t- it's do or die time if you're Vegas. I mean, you're about to go into cap hell, yeah, uh, with the salary, and you have Jack Eichel, you have Mark Stone, you you have Phil Kessel. You, you you kind of feel like this is their all-in push this year. And I was I was looking at Vegas last night realizing that I literally have no clue what half their roster uh, what who half their roster is uh Logan Thompson did not know that he was the Vegas's goaltender. I know they didn't have Leonard anymore but I did not know that Logan Thompson was going to be their new starting goalie. And so I had to look him up on hockey reference. He's got a 914 save percentage, it's pretty good. Uh 70-ish games under his belt. Um I thought he looked good last night uh despite allowing three goals. Um but, yeah, I mean, Cassidy is a good get for Vegas. I don't know why why Boston fired him, if I'm being honest, but you have more insight to that than I do.
1: I mean, it was pretty much people were – I'm pretty sure it was just a scapegoat move by Don Sweeney because people were blaming him. So he's just like, oh, I'll fire the coach and we'll see if that does anything. Um, it turns out that making – terrible draft picks and then saying, oh, we brought Craig G back doesn't improve the roster in any sort of sizable way when your core when your whole core is aging. Yeah, so and then I'll, we can, yeah, we can then talk. Sorry. No, you're good. I'm, I'm done with what I wanted to say. I
0: was oh, gonna say and then, else that
1: else.
0: and then another thing that I thought was interesting. Again, I said that I didn't recognize anybody on on Vegas. They only have four people on their roster from that cup team from that 2018 cup team. They only have four players left on that roster. And
1: I feel like that isn't normal. (laughs) That is not normal. I feel like Vegas is almost doing what someone does when they're betting in Vegas and they start losing. They just keep shoving and shoving and shoving instead of like going through a sustainable rebuild process, which I feel like is what they need to do at this point. Like in 2020, when they, brought in alex petrangelo they're just like yeah Mm -hmm. we'll bring in petrangelo and they're just like oh we're missing the playoffs we're in cap hell great idea let's bring in jack eichel yeah 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 i i
0: feel like i feel like it's definitely weird because 2018 happens, and management's like okay this wasn't a fluke even though it kind of was was a fluke. they got absolutely outplayed by the caps When you when you play
1: when you play Winnipeg in the conference finals, yeah, your run may be a fluke. It turns out,
0: yeah. And instead of going through like what made like a like a rebuilding period or a period where you let your young guys develop, they get rid of a couple young pieces. They bring in Max Pacioretty, who's really old. They bring in Stone, who's old. They bring in all these players that are that are really old, and they're like. Yeah, veteran presence. We're gonna we're gonna do something. <laughs> yep.
1: And then veteran presence and then, might be the worst words for any GM to say in hockey. Yeah. And then they get they get they lose
0: they lose in the playoffs the following year, and then they miss the playoffs last year. I just I, I'm not big on Vegas. Yeah,
1: like I think they'll get back to the playoffs. I don't yeah. trust them to make a run. Yeah.
0: And while we're on the topic of cup contenders, let's, let's get into a couple of them. And I want to start off with the avalanche. What do you think of the avalanche?
1: I mean, I think they can make it back. They did lose Nazem Kadri, but other than that, I feel like that rot, that core player specifically McKinnon and McCarr is going to be able to make a run, especially when you're in a weak Western conference. And I, this is what I feel like with that help Colorado, I'm not saying that Colorado didn't deserve the copper wasn't the best team, but Tampa to get to the Cup final, they had to play Florida, and then they had to play the Rangers. Colorado right. in the last, Colorado had to play Edmonton, who they they swept that right. I, was it I a don't. Sweeper or was at five? I'm pretty sure it was. I, I don't remember. Yeah, but they played. At, it's just a weaker conference. It allows you to be fresher going into a Stanley Cup final. And I think for that reason, it's almost just better. It's just better to be in the West.
0: Yeah. Um, So I like the points that you make, but I'm sort of in stark contrast. In my opinion, uh, the Avalanche are the first team since the St. Louis Blues, in my opinion, that I have absolutely no confidence in them repeating. I felt like the Avalanche last year kind of had a fluke run. Uh, I feel like they could never get over that hump throughout the previous years with the same core, more or less. And I felt like last year they were finally able to do it. Uh, But like you said, the only thing that I I see helping them is a weak weak West Coast. But they lost key pieces in free agency, including uh, Burakovsky, and they lost Darcy Kemper, who was – Picked up by Washington, and they're replacing Kemper. So they're replacing youth, veteran experience, a guy with a decent, a guy with a decent save percentage. They're replacing him with Alexander Georgiev. I mean, yeah, that's not that's not the greatest replacement. I mean, I felt like Kemper. Sure, Kemper didn't win you that cup, but to lose him and then replace him with Georgiev, there's a there's a big difference between a guy, veteran presence been been a starter on multiple teams to a guy who's kind of been a backup slash okay goalie. Um but he I mean he's not replacement level in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I I I personally don't think that that the Avalanche are going to go back. I think that they lose in the second round this year like they've done in the previous years minus the cup year.
1: Well who the problem is who else in the central do you think could beat them? I
0: I honestly I think in the west coast I feel like Edmonton could beat them. Yeah. Uh, and in the central division I mean yeah I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I, I don't know. The the west coast is is the west coast is honestly so weak. Uh, I don't know, but there's definitely there's probably some dark horses on here that we just haven't seen yet because we're only three games into the season. But for those reasons, especially Kemper, especially not not keeping Kemper, yeah, uh, I don't have high hopes for Mm -hmm. the Avalanche.
1: I just think that when you have one of the best forwards in hockey, one of the best probably five forwards in hockey, McKinnon, and one of the best probably one defenseman. And Dale McCarr, I
0: feel like you can contend, but yeah, yeah, no, they're definitely, they're definitely contenders, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're going to win the cup this year. Yeah. I think, I think they're a playoff elimination team. And obviously McKinnon just signed that big contract. It was a contract for him last year. So he really had to prove something. It'll be interesting to see if he has that same drive. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to repeat. Like I said, they lost Mm. a bunch of core players, uh, teams that have repeated uh the penguins 2016 2017 they barely lost anybody between those that that stretch of time in the offseason between 2016 and 2017 the lightning they've barely lost anybody between that stretch of time when they went back to back so
1: again they even got better
0: consistency <laughs> there's consistent yes the lightning got better because they manipulated the cap but i uh, consistency Consistency and familiarity. And I think getting a new goalie, a new starting goalie, there's definitely gonna be less of that familiarity if you're the Avalanche. And now uh, I wanna move on to the Lightning. That's another team that you have here on your list. What do you think about the Lightning? What do you think their chances of I making mean, a fourth Stanley Cup final in a row are?
1: When, when you make three in a row, you can't count them out to make four. I think it's simple as that. Um, I just think for Tampa, it's about staying healthy. If Tampa can stay healthy, they've proven that they can be the third best team in the Atlantic in the regular season and then just make a run. I trust them to do it again because they've done it three times. Um, they they have the goaltending. They have, Vasilevsky is the type of player who can just win you a game when you need it. And I think that's something that's huge in playoff hockey. And then just when you have the pieces they do, I just think it's hard to count them out. Yeah, and I think
0: for me, the Lightning after last night's game, I definitely have lower expectations for them. Um, I don't know if I said this earlier, but uh, the first game of the season isn't a great gauge for how you're going to do uh, in the long run because just like last season, I thought oh maybe the lightning are out of it are out of it uh because the penguins beat them in the opening game with nobody on their roster. The penguins had <laughs> uh, nobody playing that night. Uh I think we had Malkin, Rust, Crosby, all those guys were out in the beginning of the season last year. But if I had to pick a team that I thought was the favorite to win the cup this year, I think I would choose the lightning cuz they always have a unique way of finding the, of finding a way to win and they they only lost Palat and, and McDonough uh over the over the course of the offseason. And again, finding a way to win, I thought for sure it was Toronto's time to get out of the first round last year when the Lightning faced them and Lightning found a way to win. And it pains me to say this uh because I hate the Lightning. And uh I I I just want them to stop stop winning. It's 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 really annoying and I think that once the Lightning find their footing, um, I mean, Vasilevsky is an absolute god. He start, he stopped yep. nearly 40 shots last night, and I think if the offense can figure out the way to produce, this team can be dangerous. Again, because if you have Vasilevsky in there stopping 40 shots a night while you're only putting up 20, this is going to be a hard team to beat.
1: Yeah, I think personal anecdote of the – on Tampa, when they were in the Cup final against Montreal, my my friends who were Boston fans wanted wanted Montreal to win, and I'm like, "How can you want Montreal to win a Cup? I don't understand it." I, like yeah, as a Boston I, fan, and they're just like, "Well, yeah. I just hate Tampa," and I'm just like, "Yeah, but you hate yeah. Montreal."
0: Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, Tampa Bay very good. Both of their both of their cups are Mickey Mouse cups. Both of them are Mickey Mouse COVID cups. <laughs> Uh, playing, I, mean, I get it. Playing, playing games, and and then you play Montreal because Montreal went on some fluke BS uh, run with uh, What's his face. I don't know why I'm blanking out on Harry that Price. kid's name. Now the the Cole Caulfield, Cole
1: Caulfield, yeah, Cole Caulfield. It was, was, was not good last game.
0: He <laughs> was yes. It's so weird. Uh, Cole Caulfield got so hot in the playoffs and now he's bad. It's not like that's ever happened to any one particular player before. Um, but yeah, Lightning, my opinion, cup favorites, uh, and I hate to say it. And let's move on to the next team on your list, the Rangers. What What are your opinion on the Rangers? I kind of already gave my opinion, but I'm going to hear what you have to say, and then
1: I'll put in my I two cents. I just think if, I think there's an opportunity there. If Kreider can continue his presence. If Panarin can take that step forward into like that top tier group of forwards. If Adam Fox can take a step forward on the blue line, if Shisterkin plays well again, I think the Rangers are a team that can win the cup. I think that there's a path there. Yes, it may not be the most likely. And yes, it may count on Alexi Lafreniere being decent, but I just think they can do it. And,
0: uh, again, we're going to be in stark contrast again because the Rangers, in my humble opinion, are not uh, cup contenders. Um, their games last year, they heavily relied on Shostakhin standing on his head to win games. Uh, they barely escaped Louis Domingue and the Pens team riddled with injuries last season uh, due to uh, penguin incompetence. Uh, mean, And what I mean by that is... Not knowing how to close out a series when you have a three-one lead and have leads in every single one of those games, and Penguins starting an AHL goalie. Uh, I think this team definitely has the potential to be a contender in the near future. You talk about Panarin, Mika Zibanejad had himself an amazing season last season. Yep. You know he put up two goals, inches inches short of getting a Hattie last night, barely missed that empty net. And I think if he keeps up that pace, they can definitely be contenders in the future. I looked up a. Uh, on Hockey Reference, shout out Hockey Reference. Uh, the, Rangers hockey had, reference. the Rangers had 29 one-goal games last season and 14 overtime or shootout games. And listen, I don't think nearly 30 games where you're winning by a goal is a recipe for success in today's NHL. Shesterkin, Vesna candidate. Last night he showed why he's a Vesna candidate. He showed why he's one of the best goalies in the NHL. And it pisses me off that the Rangers literally have never had goalie problems. They went from Mike Richter <laughs> to Lundqvist <laughs> to Shesterkin. It's very frustrating. It's it's crazy that they've had those three goalies yet haven't won a cup since 94. Uh, I don't know. Um, but Gerard Gallant, you know, former Knights head coach, he's got that cup experience. And I don't think they're winning the cup this year, but in the near future I can see, I can see a cup yeah.
1: with the core that they have. You think um Golan is a contender for the Jack Adams this year?
0: Listen, last year last year he brought the team to uh how far did they go? They didn't go to the ECF they, they went yeah, to they the did. ECF. Yeah. They, they went to the ECF. They had last Tampa year they went up, to the Eastern they had, they were final.
1: Up to 0 on Tampa, actually.
0: Right. Last year they went to the ECF. Um very good team. Uh, no one thought they were going to do anything, and I definitely feel if he brings them anywhere close to the ECF again this year, that he had he has to be he has to be on that list because mm-hmm. nobody thought the Rangers would not be anything last year, and shesterkin's kind of come out of nowhere to be an absolute workhorse for the Rangers, and now I want to segue away from the Rangers to the next team on your list. You have the Oilers. What do you think of the Oilers?
1: I think the Oilers might be the best shot Canada has to get their first cup since the early 90s. They're in a weak Western Conference. They have pieces of McDavid and Dreisaitl. They have I, the one thing I they, improved, they did improve the goaltending with Jack Campbell, which was a big issue for Edmonton. I just don't know if they have that necessary playoff experience to make good of it. I think if they can, if they can get that offense clicking in the playoffs and if honestly for T- for Edmonton rather, it just comes down to will the refs call things in the playoffs? Yeah. Um... Is a sad take that it has to be that way, but I feel like that's what it comes down to.
0: Yeah. And then I think this is, again, another team that (laughs) kind of in stark contrast about, I think, I think the Oilers, they definitely made the move. You talked about them getting Jack Campbell. I feel like that was definitely a hole that they needed to fill was, was goaltending obviously. But I think, I think the Oilers are kind of pretenders. Um, Jack Campbell, obviously from the Maple Leafs is a hole that they needed to fill, but honestly, it's, it's a complete idiotic move not to at least try to resign him by the Maple Leafs. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't get yeah. why Jack Campbell, uh, is not with the Leafs still. Um, but you mentioned, uh, the Oilers. I I feel like their game plan is just like, let's just hope dry and McDavid can carry us to relevancy. And I don't think that's a, a great formula to win hockey games. I think they're a one line team, uh, in my opinion um, they've not effectively built around McDavid and it's just going to be another one of those seasons, I think, where they, where they kind of underachieve in the playoffs and thus continue to frustrate McDavid, Uh, especially the, the Edmonton media when, (laughs) when the (laughs) Oilers lose, they don't like it when that happens.
1: So if, well, the thing is, if Colorado's a pretender and then Edmonton's a pretender, who do you have coming out of the West?
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I like Vegas. I like Vegas. I think they have a chance of of making a run, but I guess. I guess, yeah, you're right. I kind of do have two pretenders in the West. Um, But out of the Avalanche and the Oilers, I guess I would have to choose the Avalanche.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. And then I only put them on this list because if I didn't, the Toronto Sun would be all over my ass. Um, Toronto. (laughs) But um, when your two goaltenders are Ilya Samsonov and Matt Murray, I I I I feel like getting bounced out of the first round again is written all over you. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, you look at this team on paper, right? And you look at them, and you're like, the Leafs. It has to be their year, right? Like it, it has to be. Don't they we can't, say that they, every can't year. Keep, <laughs> they can't keep losing in the first round, but then you you don't re-sign Campbell, and your your patchwork is two casted off goalies who who didn't want to be who who weren't wanted on teams with shitty goaltending. The 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 Senators. With Matt Murray. Matt Murray was sent down to the Ottawa Senators AHL team. How do you get sent down to an AHL team when you're actively tanking? Your team is actively tanking and they send you down to the AHL. And And with Samsonov, I mean.
1: And you're making over $5 million. (laughs) uh, I guess. uh, And Samsonov,
0: I mean. The Capitals didn't want him. The Capitals were desperately trying him to, trying to get both vtech and Samsonov out of Washington. I don't really understand why you jump on both of those goalies, I guess, because you kind of lost out on the sweepstakes with the goalies that were on the market. But Matthews, you have Tavares. I, I love the Maple Leafs. Uh, shout out Steve Dingle. Yeah. Um, I, I I really do like the Maple Leafs. If I if I wasn't a Penguins fan and I had to choose, I would choose the Maple Leafs. They're just they're just kind of a likable team. Uh, they can never make it out of the first round. Uh, they've been struggling since the Matthews era, uh, 2016, haven't gotten out of the first round since Matthews. 2004.
1: Haven't gotten out of the first round.
0: They haven't gotten out of the first <sighs> round with 2004. Matthews era started in 2016ish. They still haven't gotten it out, and uh, they still haven't gotten out. Um, but yeah, I just think I don't know. I guess you could I don't know. If the, you get a goalie at the deadline maybe maybe Murray reverts back to his 2016 days. I don't see that happening. Samsonov is Samsonov is bad, but I don't think Samsonov is is horrible. I uh I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's I just think it's bad all around, yeah. but With the level of talent you have on that team, Mitch Marner, Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, you should have enough offensive firepower to overcome uh, those sort of woes. You know, Elias, Antonov, Vitek, Vanacek, they took the Capitals of all teams to the playoffs, and the Maple Leafs were better than the Capitals last year. They're better than the Capitals this year, in my opinion. So who knows? Who knows, honestly?
1: I mean, the... I'm a Boston fan, so I enjoy laughing at Tampa for not getting out of the first round. I think that's the difference here. But you just look at it and you're just like, Kyle Dubas has assembled this great core of forward talent. And it, I don't know if it's a coaching issue. I don't know if it's a culture issue. I don't know if it's a wearing blue issue of getting out of the first round. I really don't know what it is with this team. You look at it. I think it on- it's
0: just like, I think it's just like a mindset issue because they go in they go in to the first round and everyone everyone in the Toronto media is like is this the year? Is this the year they finally do it? I feel like it's just a lot of pressure, you know, to get out of the first round and they kind of just get in their they get in their own head a little bit because I felt like last year uh definitely should have been their year to get out of the first round.
1: Here's, and they couldn't the do thing. it in that toronto they could tampa, be
0: genuinely cursed.
1: Yeah. In the, in that toronto tampa game, that game 7. If Tavares gets that goal and it's not called off for interference, I think they yes. win that game and they win the series. Because Oh yeah,
0: Toronto definitely wins that game.
1: Yeah, they had they would have been up one 0 they would have had the crowd into it, they would have had all the momentum. But you get a stupid penalty because somebody decided to check someone when they were just 20 feet away from the puck. And yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. As much as I like to laugh at Toronto, you just look at this team. and You're just like they should be so much better.
0: I, I just think it's upsetting because I, I, Toronto, as like a as like a as like a market, is is ripe for being good at hockey. It's there, they're They should be good. You know, I, the city's gone through a lot of pain. You know, the Raptors finally won. But you know, I just, I I just want the Maple Leafs to do well. They they just got the sting of the Blue Jays just got eliminated yep. from the MLB playoffs. So again, I I don't know. A lot of pieces are going to have to fall into place for the Maple Leafs. But I think if they get a good first round matchup, they can they can get out of it. I feel like. This year is definitely the year, and I really hope I'm not jinxing them. Um, but now I want to go on to a team that I think are could be cup favorites, a team that I really enjoy watching, even though they are division rivals, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. I think they could be cup favorites. I'm big on them. Love Rod Brindamore, great coach. Uh, the Hurricanes just excite me. I think I think they can get over the hump this year. They're injured to hell and back with Suzuki on the IR. Their big offseason splash move, getting Max Pacioretty. He's also hurt, but I like the Canes despite them being in the Metro, and I think they can surprise some people this
1: year. Yeah, um, like the Canes. Don't like the Canes Twitter. Um, with that being said, I just I hope it's not at our expense. Um, but yeah. And I hope they can improve the escrow, Brad Marchand, anyway. Um, but I, I, I do think Carolina is a genuine contender. I think Sebastian Aho might be the most underrated player in the league.
0: Yeah, Sebastian Ajo is ah, dude. The Hurricanes, they're, they're just so young. They're they're so fun to watch. Um, and I think I'm only saying this because I'm looking at this through the lens of, like, the Hurricanes have always been – bad throughout my childhood throughout my childhood the hurricanes have not been great and they're finally on what looks to be greener pastures, what looks to be brighter days. And I'm just I'm happy for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I just don't know if Carolina Carolina really hasn't had any success in the playoffs. They didn't win a single road game last year. They only beat a boss Boston, who, as a Boston fan, we were not good last year. They, they beat you. Up. They beat us in seven, <laughs> but it took them seven games, and they only won home games. But I mean, I think that just speaks to how good Ron Moore is as a coach, using last change in the way he did. But I, yeah, th-
0: I, I definitely get why why you could be down on them, but I just, again, I. I think that if they can just beat the teams that they need to beat, I think they can get out of the first round. Definitely, I think, I think they're definitely the favorite to win the Metro. I, I don't, I don't see any, I don't see how any team competes with the Canes in the Metro this year. I mean, the Penguins, uh, the Capitals. You know that they're right now. I believe they're kind of the old guard. They're they're the Penguins and the Caps. They, they might sneak into the. They might sneak into the playoffs, but uh, I, I like, think they're on their way out. And we're yeah. we're kind of we're kind of seeing this this transition in the Metro, if you will.
1: Yeah, I think I think it just comes down to Carolina and the Rangers. You know, I'm high on the Rangers. I've been high on the Rangers this whole time we've been recording. But I do think Carolina ends up winning the Metro. Yeah. But I think yeah. we're shifting from Penguins Capitals to Carolina New York.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I still think the Metro is 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 very competitive. Uh, I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be not in this order. Probably Carolina first because I I think Carolina is going to be first. Um, and then in no particular order, Penguins, Rangers, Capitals. I still mm-hmm. find a, uh, the Penguins and Capitals. Uh, you can't have the Penguins. You you. There's no reason. While you bring all these three guys back, and three guys being Latang Malkin, Crosby, obviously, yeah. you bring all of them back, there's no way you should miss the playoffs. I'm sorry, you shouldn't. And then the Capitals have Ovechkin. And if you have Ovechkin, you're always competing, and you're you're going to get in there. And while we're on the topic of Ovechkin, let's move on to the next segment. Uh, can Ovechkin catch how? He needs 21 goals to do it. 21 uh, to what tie, do yeah.
1: I think he can do it this season. I think it honestly might be time to start talking about catching 894 in Gretzky. As crazy as that sounds, he needs 114 to pass Gretzky. He had he had 50 goals last season. I don't think him passing how is even a question at this point. I just, I'm. I know you're a Pens fan, but like Ovechkin's the best forward of his generation by far. Sorry, Crosby. Um, But I think if Ovechkin can can hang on to his kind of current performance for three more years, he has a legitimate shot at getting Wayne Gretzky.
0: Yeah, I am 100% with you. Uh, I think that Ovechkin is definitely going to pass Howe this season. 50 goals last season. Um. I don't think he hits 50 goals this season, you know, he's he's on the wrong side of 30, you know, looking at it. Um, well on the wrong he side does, of 30. <laughs> he, he doesn't have he doesn't have his uh line mate in backstrom. Uh he uh Tom Wilson's out long term, Carl Haglund's out long term. Uh the Capitals uh I think in October and uh november i think these are going to be uh te- testing periods for them i think it's going to be kind of a a battle to keep up uh, but once they get those guys back um i think everything will be fine and dandy 50 goals don't think he gets it i think he probably gets maybe 40 42 if he's lucky um but yeah i mean he's definitely going to catch up to gretzky i don't think he's retiring until he catches up to gretzky
1: uh i think he
0: probably needs i think he probably needs another season and a half to do it though
1: yeah the one the one thing is age can get to you very quickly and very unexpectedly and i would not really be surprised to just see ovechkin whether it's start of this year or start of next year even start of the year after just completely fall off and not have anywhere near the same production and if that happens, then there's no way he catches Gretzky. Because he still yeah. needs, yeah. He still needs 114, which is three forty goal seasons practically. Right.
0: Um, I feel like I feel like last season everyone was writing off Ovechkin. Everyone was saying, Oh, he's not gonna do it. Oh, he's 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 losing his production value. But I I feel like time and time again, Ovechkin finds a way. Uh, I've learned as a Penguins fan. Unfortunately, to to never count out Ovechkin until you know something shows that he's not the same guy that he is, and so far, nothing has shown to me that he he can't still produce at a at a high level. And I think one of the main reasons why he's able to produce at the high level is the power play. Ovechkin in his office is the most lethal guy on the power play. That one timer. It's a glitch goal It it works ninety five percent of the time, and I'm
1: sure I'll see it at least once tonight,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, as the Bruins take on the caps tonight, we are recording before uh the new uh games come out uh before the puck drops. what am I saying um but yeah, no I think I think he does it and I think he does it easily this season, but I want you said you said that. Obechkin's the best forward of his generation, and you, I can while, tell you didn't like that. <laughs> while I definitely um, don't agree with that, I feel he's the best goal scorer of his generation. Okay, that's I think, that's fair. I think I think Crosby is is better in almost every aspect, other than goal scoring. Uh, if Crosby didn't have his issues with concussions. We would I feel like we would be wondering what if, what, what kind of records Crosby would be chasing right now in his career. But again, it pains me to say this as a Penguins fan. But listen, Crosby's won three cups. But if Ovechkin does end up surpassing Gretzky as the all-time goal scoring leader, he will leave a better legacy than Crosby will Mm -hmm. when they both retire.
1: Yeah. If If you take out his one cup, do you think he still does?
0: I think that if you take out Ovechkin's one cup, does he still have a better legacy than Crosby? I think, yeah, because I feel like you'll be like, he had three cups. And then in this hypothetical scenario, Ovechkin has none. You'll be like Ovechkin has zero, and then you'll be like, "Yeah, but Ovechkin scored more goals than Gretzky in an era where it was harder to score goals, in an era where we're seeing generational talents all the time, in an era where defensemen actually played defense, in an era where the goalies, an era when where the goalies actually knew how to play goalie, uh, when players weren't." <laughs> when players weren't playing a game and then going out to a bar and then doing their second-day job as a plumber. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like it's just – Ovechkin beating Gretzky's goal-scoring record in this era is more impressive than Crosby winning three cups.
1: Okay, yeah. All right. So, I mean – think it's time to move on to some game picks because I'm way too competitive to not have a game pick segment where we compete against each other.
0: All right, Jack, if you want to have a game pick segment, uh, I would like for you to uh, record keep.
1: All right, if, I will. I will do that. We're going to. If I'm that's gonna, chip. Yeah. OK, you said that's good with you. Yeah, I'm going to pick uh, out five games every weekend. i okay. to take a look at. Um, okay. I sent. I sent them to you last night. Yeah, hope you I got hope you had to think about them. Um, I first... did. I
0: have some in-depth analysis. I don't know how how deep you went with your uh, thoughts, but I, I do have some in-depth analysis. All right.
1: First, we have John Tortorella's debut in Philadelphia. I just love the sort of quotes coming out of Philadelphia this off season, like how Tortorella was talking about how all the players were lazy and how the modern NHL. I fucking players...
0: despise Tortorella.
1: <laughs> I despise that guy you want to expand on that or you want to just leave it there
0: um i think he's an old head again old guy screams at clouds uh last year he was on the espn um panel during intermissions and i thought he was just gonna kind of stay there and (laughs) never come back but um he did the old uh, Mike Babcock thing, where you remember when Mike Babcock he was fired by the Maple Leafs because he was abusive towards players, and then he went yep. and he was in NBC, and then he was went and then he went to be an NBC analyst in hopes to you know kind of remain in the spotlight uh, and hope to get hired. And he he didn't obviously, and I thought did the same thing help. was going to happen to Tortorella, but a team was desperate enough to get Tortorella even after the whole. Uh, Pierre Luc Dubois, Pierre Luc Dubois debacle in Columbus. Oh, mm-hmm. was it? Who, who was it? Who was it in Columbus? That yeah,
1: it was Dubois uh, for line. no. It, it, was was it? Tortorella or was didn't it? like. Yeah, I think Tortorella
0: was... didn't. Tortorella didn't like. The player was playing, and it was one of the better players on Columbus, and he benched him for like a whole period. Like he didn't, he didn't, he didn't outskate something, or he didn't. Do something and Tortorella was just like, "No, nah, I'm gonna bench. I'm gonna bench you. Like, I'm I'm not gonna give you minutes." And I, I I don't like that. And another thing that I don't like about Tortorella is that, uh, when when the Ducks recreated that Michigan goal, you know the the flip over the the flip over the net and the guy bats out of the air, yeah, uh, into the net. And Tortorella got real pissy about that. He he shit his pants about. Oh, that's not how you play hockey. So I really want uh, a a young talented team to score a Michigan goal against him, or you know a lacrosse style goal where you where you pick up the puck behind the net, and just flip it in. Yeah, kind of want to see that happen, and I want to see Tortorella flip his lead, lid to the media after the game. I think that would just be oh, that'd be perfect. Like a division <laughs> rival, a division rival beats beats Tortorella and the Flyers in overtime. Oh, with a mission good goal that would be perfect a plus content
1: well, speaking in my opinion of, speaking of division rivals playing torrella they have new jersey on thursday and this is one of the games i've picked out for the pick'em. so right who who are you going with
0: so in my opinion this is just a battle of who's shittier um <laughs> yeah i I don't know who at ESPN HQ was like, these teams are garbage. Let's put them as a primetime matchup uh, on a Thursday night. Uh, they need to be fired. Um, I just want to pre- preface this section by saying you shouldn't gamble on hockey. It's it's one of the more unpredictable uh, sports sports.
1: And You should not uh, gamble opinion. on this game if you're
0: gambling on hockey. Oh, and don't don't gamble on this game because it is a it is a crapshoot, uh, literally and figuratively. Um, yeah. Uh, let me just kind of look at my my notes here real quick. Um, uh, yeah, it's impossible to gauge. Uh, I think I would choose the Devils in this game because uh, they're on the upswing uh of their rebuild. You know, they got Jack Hughes, Mackenzie Blackwood, uh they added uh P- Pittsburgh Penguins legend, uh John Marino. Um but yeah, so if I had to pick, uh I'd choose the Devils. Uh like I said, they're on the upswing. They're on the right side of the rebuild. And the Flyers are just starting uh
1: their dark ages.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and- I Yes, I like Philadelphia because I think it'll take like That's 10 or insane. 15.
0: That's insane. That's no, no, no. insane.
1: The only reason I say it is because I think it'll take like 10 or 15 games for this Tortorella collapse to happen. And before it, huh. before it I think they're going to be like the first 10 games of the season, Philadelphia is going to be in a playoff position. And we're going to be like, what the fuck did Tortorella put in the water in Philadelphia? And then they're going to just absolutely collapse. Yeah. So I yeah, think uh, I think Philadelphia is gonna start hot this season. And I think it starts with this game. Because uh yeah,
0: yeah, I don't see that. <laughs> I don't see that. I, uh, I know you don't see I, that. I, I, I don't see that at all. Uh Pam Atkinson's out, Sean Couturier's out, and there's no there's no fucking shot that the Flyers are actually competing this year. There's oh they're not no <laughs> there's no way that. Management Comcast is like, yeah, we want you guys to go out and compete. No, they're tanking. There's no doubt. There's no (laughs) shot that the Flyers aren't tanking this season. Uh, The Devils, they're bad, but they're on the upswing. they have a couple good guys. Couturier out, Atkinson out. Um, Tortorella, in my opinion, he's not a good coach. Uh, He's going to go in and he's going to be on a team that's bad that he wants to compete. And the Flyers just aren't bred to compete this year.
1: All right, we'll agree to this. We'll we'll see on Thursday night. Um, I have this is a huge game in the Eastern Conference. I think Tampa and Pittsburgh on Saturday night. Mister resident Penguins fan. I I think all right. We'll see. We'll see if we're going to be impartial or this is just going to be Homer takes for the pick.
0: All right. So- all right, so uh, Tampa Bay, in my opinion, looked absolutely uh, brutal against New York. Uh, but like I said earlier, first game of the season isn't a great gauge of things to come. Uh, we're also recording this uh, pod before the Penguins play their uh, season opener against the worst team in all of hockey, the Arizona Coyotes.
1: Yep. So
0: again, this this pick might change based on what happens uh, in that game uh, because the Penguins gave me nothing to work with in preseason. They gave me absolutely nothing. I mean, they lost to the Red Wings uh, I think twice in preseason. We put in our starters and we beat the shit out of Buffalo 7-1. to one. But I, I, I don't know. Um, one's really, I mean, again, nothing to go on in preseason. And I want to go on a little rant here about the uh, Penguins, if you'll let me. Because uh, the optimist in me wants to say we got out of the first round this year. But a lot of things have to go right. And one of those things that has to go right is we need to be healthy. Because last year, we already touched on this. We blew a 3-1 lead and that shouldn't have happened but we were injured to hell and back. Raquel got hurt that series. Crosby went down for a game. Uh Jari and Smith both couldn't go. Uh we had to play Deming. It was bad. And then I'm 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 going to continue my rant a little more. Um the Penguins haven't got out of the first round since 2018 and I am getting pissed off. And one thing that doesn't help me getting pissed the fuck off is re signing, re signing Sullivan before his contract is expired. Why? Wh- I don't understand why you re sign. So- uh, and I get it. I get you re sign. So, I get it. Sure. Um, in my opinion, re signing Sullivan, it wasn't like a oh, we really like this guy we love Sullivan. It wasn't that kind of, it wasn't that kind of re-signing. I think it was a, it was a comfortability signing. It was a familiarity signing. You only have five more years with Crosby, Latang, and Malkin and Crosby is basically a de facto GM at this point because he's been on the team for, for so long. And I think Sully and Crosby get along well. And I think that's why Sully, uh got re-signed because of how much Crosby likes him and and from a comfortability standpoint of you don't really want to blow everything up uh and bring in a new coach when the window is rapidly closing on this core um again Optimus really wants me to say that we make it out of the first round this year uh but Again, just a lot of questionable off season moves. We got rid of uh, we got rid of Matheson. We got rid of Marino, and then Hextall just brings in a bunch of magic beans to replace him. I think he brought in like eight some defensemen. So we have like two defensemen were almost nearly over the cap, and there's there's no movability with those guys. Um, and with that being said, um, again, might change uh, as the Penguins play, but. My pick is the Tampa Bay Lightning
1: to win yeah. the game against the Penguins. All right. One thing I will say about Mike Sullivan, Marshfield, Massachusetts, same town as me, BC high, same high school as me. I do appreciate that. However, he's, he hasn't gone out of the first round in four years. Why does he get to stay? But Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kids get shoved out of Boston. Like what? I, I don't get it. I have, I have Tampa as well. I just think they have the better team. I think I honestly would take their forward group with Sampos and Kucherov over Crosby and Malkin in 2022 for scoring goals. But yeah. So for that, for those reasons, I have Tampa winning. Um,
0: yeah. Like I said, it was a familiarity signing. It was a comfortability signing. Crosby likes you. Five years left with Crosby, Malkin, and LeTang. Uh But yeah i mean for sullivan i think he gets the benefit of the doubt i don't believe that sullivan should be the, the coach of this team still i would have liked us to not resign him uh fired him and made a complete uh balls to the walls run at barry trotz who still has yet to be hired by a team i think he wants to be with his family but Like I said, if he's in the mix and the Penguins are on the outside looking into the second round of the playoffs like they were last season, like they've been since 2018, I don't want Sullivan behind the bench for four more seasons left. The window is rapidly closing. We have five years left, and you re-sign all these guys to make one last-ditch run at it, and I think if you don't win at least one cup, it's a complete and utter failure.
1: Yeah. Ottawa and Toronto. Ottawa is an interesting team because they made a lot, they were not good last year. There's no way around that. But then they made a lot of interesting moves to improve their team. Getting Alex to in it Getting um who else did they get in? Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux in. Having Stu's Look make another have another season of NHL experience. I honestly think Ottawa might be able to make the playoffs this year. Now, opening Saturday of Hockey Night in Canada in Toronto being said, I don't think they win this game. I think Toronto wins this game. However, I think there is a reasonable path for Ottawa to make the playoffs. I think I think,
0: Ottawa is bad. I think <laughs> Ottawa is still bad. I think Ottawa is bad. I think people are sounding the alarms. They're saying the rebuild is over, and hell, people in uh, Ottawa management might think the rebuild's over. But I think they still have a a couple uh, a season or two before they're truly in contention. I mean, DeBrinket, yeah, Cool. Giroux, yeah. I mean, you're not you're not getting you're not getting like you're not getting. A major a major boost with those two guys I mean you guys were horrible last season I don't think bringing in to I don't think drew while yes good signings I, I I don't think that that puts you over the hump mm-hmm. um but yeah like you said Stutzla getting another season under his belt and I, I just want to I want to reiterate that yes, they're bad, but I think they're bad but fun. They're they they yeah. They're in that they're in that uh, they're in that twenty fourteen Pittsburgh Pirates era where or not twenty fourteen the 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 two thousand the two thousand tens Pittsburgh Pirates era where they're 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 fun. They're they're on the cusp of getting into the playoffs. They're on the cusp of being good. But I do not think that they're good. You know, uh, Stutzla, Tchuk, Drake batherson all show extreme positives and upsides. Uh, They're facing someone who they're very familiar with, Matt Murray. Uh, Again, we're we're recording this before the season opener. But like I said earlier, uh, I like Toronto. I don't like their goaltending situation one bit. Uh, I think the Maple Leafs take this one in spite yeah. of Matt Murray's goaltending, not because of Matt Matt Murray's goaltending. Mm-hmm. And I I Cam Talbot's also still injured for the uh Senators. Um so they're gonna have their backup in that. I don't think I don't think they win this one.
1: Yeah. And then I know you say you don't like staying up for late games, but Saturday night, ten o'clock, the first edition of the Battle of Alberta. Calgary and Edmonton, in Edmonton, I think that while Calgary, I do think that taking, getting Hubrio in for Kachuk was a net step forward for Calgary. I don't think it's enough to be that top team in the Pacific and get past Edmonton. And I think Edmonton proves it in this opening game and wins it.
0: Yeah, I don't know how much hate remains with uh, these teams. Uh, Calgary and Edmonton. You know, Calgary obviously they lost Kachuk, they lost Goudreau The Oilers retained kind of basically their main core. Um, again, Calgary they also added Huberdeau for the Panthers, which I think is very good. Uh, brought in Nazem Kadri, who's a world-renowned uh, asshole. Um, from the Avalanche, just
1: know Is he, is he quite past. Brad Marchand? Lovely, you think?
0: No, no, no. I, I hate I hate Marchand more than I hate uh again this is east coast bias and i think that that marshawn kind of clears him because marshawn likes to lick people and i think that's weird (laughs) but kadri but kadri uh i feel like kadri definitely lays down lays down the body more he definitely gives off more dirty hits especially in the past couple of years than marshawn marshawn's kind of stayed out of it as far as hits go uh Jack Campbell again brought in from Toronto to Edmonton. Um, McDavid and Drysaddle are just—that's just an amazing, an amazing deal to have on a team. And I don't, I don't see a way Edmonton loses this one, so I'm going to take Edmonton against Connor.
1: And then the last game, I call this one everything you hate about the Western Conference: um, Los Angeles at Nashville yeah. Tuesday yeah. night on ESPN for the world to yeah. see.
0: Yeah. Um, you can run with this one because, um, for me, this is a big, who gives a shit game. Uh, I don't like Nashville. Uh, I don't like Nashville. They're boring. They're a boring team. In my opinion, they, they always manage to sneak into the playoffs, uh, because of goaltending. Um, I thought LA against Vegas, I thought they played a very boring brand of hockey. Uh, they lost to Vegas. Uh, So, uh, I don't know. This is a a big toss-up for me. Um, I could see either team winning. Um, I'm going to give the Predators the edge because of goaltending. Mm -hmm. I just don't trust – I just don't really trust Quick anymore after that last night – after that game last night. Mm -hmm. And I think another main reason why I'm going to take the Predators in this one, it did not look to me that uh, L.A. could hold on to leads for the life. They couldn't hold on to a lead to save their life.
1: Yeah. I like Nashville as well. I think the only path to the Kings winning this game is if they somehow blind UC Soros with those stupid helmets. Um. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. I had then, that in my notes.
0: I had that in my notes that I hated those Kings helmets, those those silver metallic reflective helmets. I hate those.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that's the only path to them winning this game. I think Soros is better than quick at this point, and I don't think it's particularly close. Yeah. Um, so I have Nashville for that reason. Um, so I think that'll do it for our f- debut episode yeah. of the Sick and Puck podcast.
0: Correct. Um, um, yeah, I mean, that, that does it for us guys. Uh, we hope you enjoyed uh, the first listen. Um, again, this is our first time doing this for both of us. So obviously if, if there were if there were some issues, that's just a, a boundary of us getting to know each other. And that's also a a learning a learning curve that mm-hmm. we're we're both gonna have to uh get used to. But really hope you guys uh like this pod. We hope you you know stick with it along the way, Hi, no pun intended. But we hope to get this out to you guys in a timely fashion and me and Jack are gonna work together to bang out the next episode. Hopefully in the next week, it's going to be uh, weekly uh, releases. And hopefully we are going to be back and the Penguins are going to be undefeated.
1: Yeah, um, and hopefully Boston doesn't like do something stupid and lose to Arizona on Saturday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks.